Halashing for Halas? Want to bry or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9 Tuesday mornings from 11am for Essen Fresen where it's all about the food. Good morning everyone. Welcome to our show. We're talking about food, delicious flavours, summer and of course we think light, airy salads and everything light and delicious to kickstart our year for health. You're with Dolores Fashay of Food by Flavours. I have a few very special guests with me today. But just while we're talking salads and we've just listened to Sharon's uh, delicious salad dressing, I'm going to share with you one of my salad dressings that is just such an easy kitchen staple. I love making it in bulk. I always have it in my fridge and it's just easy. When you have the dressing on hand, it's always easy to just make a salad. So here we go. It's always equal quantities of the ingredients. So for ease, easy sake, I'm just going to share with you two tablespoons of honey and of course you can use a date honey if you want to opt for a vegan dressing two tablespoons of white wine vinegar two tablespoons of mayo and if you want a vegan option again you can opt for a vegan mayo two tablespoons of a good quality olive oil extra virgin is always my first choice in a salad dressing and two tablespoons of Dijon mustard again you can scale it up or down you can add some sweetness you can add some tartness I like to give it a good whisk I don't even use a blender really just a good whisk season with a bit of sea salt or a bit of Himalayan salt a little dash of white pepper a little bit of black pepper if you wish and there you have an easy easy salad dressing on hand in your fridge so no excuses not to make a salad while we're talking salads one of the things i've been doing over december is using a lot of delicious fresh fruit in salads i know it's not everyone's choice but there's just so much available at the moment literally some rocket with some sliced mozzarella some fresh nectarines toasted pine nuts you can use that dressing that i've just given you the recipe for and there you have an easy salad on hand but before we talk more about salads we're going to talk about how we get into our ship shape condition for 2024 we all start the year with a bang we all have these illusions of oh i'm going to do this i'm going to stop eating chocolate i'm going to go for white sugar i'm going to stop eating flour and within two weeks we find ourselves back in our usual habitual mode of being unhappy with ourselves well not for everyone but for some of us and we just fall into bad habits so I'm going to talk to a registered dietitian and friend of mine Laurie Isero welcome to our show Laurie morning Dolores how are you we good how are you Good, thank you. Good. So while we're talking summer and diets and salads, let's talk about this whole new year. We all start the new year wishing, oh, I'm going to be healthier this year. I'm going to lose those five kilos. And then you lose the five kilos and inevitably by March you've picked up the five kilos. So in uh, we don't have so much time, but in short, what is your food philosophy? What is your way of mindful eating? How do you base your conversations with your patients? Can you give us some input on that? And tell us a bit about yourself at the same time. Of course. So my food philosophy really is healthy, but always just healthy enough, balance and moderation. Once we get healthy enough, balance and moderation, we really are able to keep this eating sustainable throughout the year. As you mentioned, after two weeks, we've thrown in the towel and not only have we put on the five kilos, we've actually put on the five kilos with a little bit of interest. For sure. So we really just want to keep that healthy balance, that moderation. So everything in the right amount that includes delicious foods like chocolates and cakes and biscuits but with the balance of the healthy foods as well to ensure that we can keep things sustainable going through the year yes 
Yes. So you're okay with some sugar, some flour in the diet. You you don't only base like a keto based diet, or people talk about uh, all these different Definitely. like stringent methods. You don't go with that kind of philosophy. Definitely. I really feel that the only time we should ever eliminate anything from our diet is if we are actually medically allergic to it. Wow. That's amazing. Other than that, there is no reason to keep anything out. As soon as you start saying, well, I'm not eating sugar this year, everything you look at becomes this sugar that you just can't get enough of. Yeah, yeah. And it almost is like a child who when you say no, they just want more and more and more. So I really think the key is moderation and really including everything um, in our diets. And, I mean, you obviously look at the individual, you look at their lifestyle, you look at their preferences, and then create a plan for them and for their eating. Definitely. Everything is completely individualized. And most important is that it includes food that they enjoy eating. Okay. Because if you don't include what people want to eat, then they're not even going to be able to stick to it for one day, never mind a week or a month for or sure. a year. And do you see that? Do you see the people battling with trying to actually stick to a diet, to stick to an eating program? Definitely. I feel that everyone is chopping and changing from one thing one month to another thing the next to looking for the next best thing. And as I always say, there really, really is no secret. Okay. It's about that healthy balance. It's ensuring that if you want to lose weight, that you're taking in less calories than you're expending. Okay. But there really, really is no secret. There is no magic cure. If there was, we'd all be doing it. Everyone would be thin, everyone would be super healthy and I would be out For of sure. job. And I think that I think I know health is almost more important sometimes than weight. It's just to feel healthier, to feel that boost of energy, to not feel sluggish. Definitely. It's really not about that number on the scale. It really is about feeling happy, content, and comfortable in your own body, regardless of what that number is. So for people who are not going to consult with a dietitian, what would your tips be for if you really just want to kickstart the year, you want to put some kind of program together that you start eating healthier, how would you say we, the ordinary folk, go about structuring something that we feel comfortable with? Are there secrets to putting that kind of a program together, or how do we balance something? So the most important, I think, is to ensure that you're eating regularly throughout the day. I think that a lot of us wake up rushing, don't eat breakfast, don't eat anything, and suddenly three o'clock comes around and we're starving. Yeah, and you eat the wrong thing. And then we consume more in those few hours than we would if we ate from when we woke up in the morning. So I think the most important thing is really that routine of waking up, eating breakfast, lunch, and supper, and then including two healthy, nutritious snacks during the day to keep our blood sugar stable to try prevent those unnecessary cravings. For sure. So you believe in breakfast? Definitely. I definitely believe in breakfast. And okay. another really important thing is ensuring that you are getting enough water, enough fluids during the day to ensure that you are staying hydrated. So what is Often that magic number with water? You, you hear so many different um, like variations of how much water we should be consuming. Some say you can overflood the kidneys. What, what is a good number to work on with so water? In the summer, I always tell people drink when you're thirsty because generally we are thirsty in the heat. In winter, it's a little bit more complicated. Okay. So, as a general guideline, I just try aim for between six and eight glasses a day. Okay. So, that's the magic As in with there. everything else, we want moderation. We don't want 25 glasses. Yes. But um, we do want to ensure we are having enough. And also to 
just be aware that often our body mistakes hunger for thirst. For sure. And are there certain times that you think we should stop eating by, like with this intermittent fasting philosophy? Do you think that by a certain time at night, it's not a good idea to be eating dinner late or snacking late? What, what do you think of, the, of that? So ideally, we shouldn't be snacking after supper. Okay. That was if it was an ideal world and we were all textbooks. Yes. We should stop eating after supper. But with regard to the time of supper, our body is going to break down and digest the food when there's food there to digest. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. to eat supper at a normal Regular time, time. But also it depends on your family dynamics. And what time and kids get home, course. what time husbands get home. So... For sure. It really is, as you said, so individualized. For sure. And while we're talking about family, um, let's can we talk a little bit about snacks for kids at school and lunches? I know that's. I think it's it's such a hard, um, it's it's such a hard thing to master to give kids healthy lunches for school. What is your take on that? And what do you suggest that should be in every kid's lunchbox? Of course, it really is. I think it's most probably the question that I get asked most often. How do I make sure that my child's lunchbox is balanced? And healthy. So with, And healthy. So um, what's really important is to ensure that there's always protein in the lunchbox. If your child isn't going to want to eat protein on a sandwich or in a salad, to always try and show that there's a protein snack in their lunchbox. So something like biltong nuts, a hard-boiled egg, some pieces of chicken, okay. something that is going to provide them with that protein to keep them sustained throughout the day. Also to ensure that their lunchbox is balanced, that it does contain some starches as well. So a sandwich or crackers. And then you said a healthy lunchbox. Well, that is the goal. And we do want on a whole the lunchbox always to be For sure. healthy. But we need to make sure that when they open their lunchbox, there's something in it that they think, oh, yeah, I really want to eat this. Okay. So, a touch again, of it's very individualized yeah. per child. And some children get excited by sticks of celery. Others get excited by some dried fruits. For sure. Others by biltong. Okay. And then to definitely include that delicious treat at least once a week in their lunchbox. Try not make it a set day that they know, oh, Wednesday I'm getting a chocolate or a packet of chips. Okay. But so once a week to put something really delicious that they think, oh, yay, I really want to eat this. Amazing. Nice tips. Thank you, Laurie, for being with us and for sharing your time with us. Laurie Isaro, registered dietitian in Joburg. Have a good season and a good summer. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Laurie. Halashing for halas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. Welcome back. You're with Dolores from Food by Flavors. We're talking summer food. We're talking getting back into the year with some fresh ideas. We were just chatting to Laurie Isaro about kids' lunch boxes and one of the recipes that I found in December, um, which is something I did at home, very easy, is just to make little easy biscuits for a kid's lunchbox. So you would take one large, very ripe banana, or you can, of course, double or triple this recipe, and no need to throw away your old ripe bananas, just use them for this. Two, so to one banana, you would take two tablespoons of a natural peanut butter. I actually ended up using an almond butter, which was a delicious option. And one and a quarter cups, which is equal to about 180 grams of self-raising flour. Again, if you wish to not use the complete amount of self-raising flour, you can balance it with some almond flour as long as it's 180 grams. The almond flour does add some density to the recipe. 
It's so easy. Peel and mash the banana, stir in the peanut butter to combine, add in the flour and mix to form a dough. This recipe is so easy you don't even have to dirty your Kenwood or your KitchenAid. You can literally use your hands. Roll out the dough to approximately half a centimeter in thickness and use a cookie cutter or a knife or anything you have to make a shape and just cut out some little biscuits, remove any excess dough, roll that out and repeat it until there's just no dough left. From one banana and the two tablespoons of, of peanut butter, I actually ended up yielding 40 biscuits. So it's a good recipe for that. And in a preheated oven on 180 degrees, literally drop your biscuits onto baking paper for 10 to 12 minutes. I think I just went just a touch over that. It was like 14 minutes. Allow to cool, put in an airtight container, and there you have delicious, healthy biscuits to add to a lunchbox, to add to your own lunch. Uh, yeah, that was just one easy recipe I found. So while we're talking meals, we back in the year, everyone's busy, it seems to have started already and we get onto this treadmill of work and a million other thoughts and to fill our, our minds. Um, the one thing is always being ready at home, to be prepped, to have sauces on hand. I found that if I've got marinades in my kitchen, and I think it's the same for everyone, if we have marinades on hand, if we have salad dressings on hand, it's just easy to have your chicken, your meat, your fish, and just be able to put together a meal. So, of course, we know that for chicken, well, for me personally, I love the honey and soy kind of combo. So, for me, the flavors that always work with chicken, and I always have this in my, in my house, honey soy ginger garlic some sesame oil some wine vinegar you could use rice wine vinegar if you can get your hands on a kosher one um, otherwise i can actually balance it you can use an an apple cider vinegar or any white wine vinegar rice vinegar obviously has that more asiany feel and the sesame oil of course adds to an asian feel so that combination is always delicious and combine those ingredients shake it up in a in a glass jar have it bottled in your fridge it's easy to toss over chicken or to toss over salmon so for me i love the asian flavors with chicken and with salmon and for a white fish i prefer the more italian kind of flavors um, chopped tomato chopped peppers green pepper uh, italian parsley basil i always have those ingredients on hand even in my in my shop at in norwood and we chop those ingredients together it's a delicious easy topping for a piece of fish so i'm going to share with you also my teriyaki recipe which again we always have an on hand and delicious on chicken or on fish so again to balance these ingredients and you can double it you can triple it one cup of water a quarter cup of soy sauce and the key here is to use a good quality soy sauce five teaspoons of tightly packed brown sugar one tablespoon of honey if you wish you can use a date honey to yield it as a vegan recipe a sprinkling of ginger i like to use the equivalent of half a teaspoon and of course if you can add some fresh ginger it always adds that zing to a recipe a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder or fresh garlic chopped two tablespoons of cornstarch or mazina and a quarter cup of cold water. Those ingredients you slowly simmer in a pot on your stovetop, uh, let it cook down and reduce and you always have a delicious teriyaki recipe ready. I like to add some white sesame seeds to my teriyaki and truly what you have to do with chicken or with salmon is you can use a fish rub and a chicken rub and then a little bit of the teriyaki sauce, a dash of olive oil um, of course, when I use the uh, when I use the fish, I prefer to use um, a sesame oil. Uh, 
and it's a delicious, easy teriyaki recipe. You can keep some excess and you can use it over vegetables, etc. One of the other things that I've been coming up with um, over December, and of course, as you can see, I use my December holidays to experiment, is we're all doing the roast vegetables all the time. But to give it a bit of a difference, I've been adding a little bit of parmesan, grated parmesan onto the roast vegetables and a little bit of nuts. So it's truly delicious to take your roast vegetables, your zucchini, your patty pans, your butternut squash your pumpkin and instead of just using a dash of olive oil and salt and pepper and any of the veggie spices a little sprinkling of crushed walnuts and a sprinkling of parmesan cheese if you're having a milk meal just so delicious and just add something different to your roast vegetables another easy salad dressing i'm going to share with you and again you can do this over chicken and over fish and I even used it on beef strips so I had some um, scotch fillet over I stripped it into like long thin strips almost like stroganoff style and I had read about this recipe where you take you know in our peanut butter jars you can never scrape all the peanut butter out so keep your peanut butter jar leave the peanut butter hugging the walls of the jar and literally add in two tablespoons of peanut butter or the remains of what's in your jar add two tablespoons of soy sauce one and a half tablespoons of rice vinegar a squeeze from a fresh lime so a generous amount of fresh lime juice two tablespoons of maple syrup and again I always give the vegan option you can use date honey a tablespoon of fresh grated ginger and here the fresh is key two tablespoons of any hot chili sauce or sriracha and the trick is two to three tablespoons of warm water I like to use um, boiled water from the kettle that's just uh, cooled it just a, a touch so add your water in put your lid of your peanut butter jar back on give it a good shake until a sauce forms and you can use that over a chicken salad over a tuna salad and you can even do it over roast vegetables I love to add noodles, so egg noodles to a chicken salad and then add your dressing, strip some cucumber, some carrots, some radish. Uh, I've been using fresh zucchini a lot, so literally take your zucchini and use a julienne it into strips and there you have a delicious chicken salad or tuna salad or fish salad or just a veg salad and that peanut butter dressing is just yum and very, very moorish. Chalashing for chalas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. You're back uh, with Chai FM. We're talking food. We're talking summer tastes. We're talking health. We're talking kick-starting the year on a healthy note. And I'm going to join my next special guest, Samson Tevez. Welcome, Samson, to our show. Yeah, thank you so much, Dee. Thank you so much. So, Samson is an exercise fanatic he trains many people all around Johannesburg and beyond he is a running coach I see him running I think he runs the equivalent of a comrades marathon every day 90ks or more some days um, so I want to chat to you Samson just about how do we get into a healthy routine what's your exercise philosophy do you start slow if someone comes to see you and we're feeling a bit sluggish we're feeling a bit out of it we're not happy without the shape that we're in how do you start a program how do we start the year to feel better within a few months and to maintain it that's the biggest secret oh yeah so uh, so the most important thing is the wheel you need to have a wheel so uh, 
Uh, I always use, uh, they say, where like, uh, I always say, everyone knows the best thing to do, but the hardest thing is always to start. So the for best sure. philosophy for me is uh, the will to start. For sure. Um, and when you start, you need to be consistency. Those are the most important things. And talk to me about running, walking, your different ages. Are there certain times in your life you should avoid heavy exercise? What's your philosophy on the balance between cardio and um, weights, etc., etc.? So, uh, so I always give an example. Like a car, if you have a car, you have uh, there's an engine, there's a tire, there's a steering. So um, all those things are very important for the body. So cardio is very important for your your heart. Um, then you need strength training. Uh, you need to have to strengthen muscle because when you're running, you use more your 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 leg, your hip, your hamstrings, your glutes. For sure. So you need to incorporate all all together because if you just focus on one thing, uh, if you only if you only run and run. Because I have all these cases where uh, a client came to me and they tell you I have uh, my hamstring, I have a problem with my glutes, and then you ask you, do you do any strength training? They tell you no, because most of the runners have uh, this idea of uh, when you do weight training, uh, you get heavier and uh, <laughs> you For lose sure. power. Okay. So and you don't do, that's not true, has, right? The way you're saying that, you're obviously saying that's not a true fact. Yeah, no, that's not a true fact. In fact, you get better when you do strength training because you become more, uh, you prevent uh, you, 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 you prevent injuries. So, for example, your hamstrings, you know, when you strengthen your hamstring, it's very, you don't, it's hard to have an injury when your hamstring is, uh, because most of us, the running injuries are common. Same thing when you find somebody who said hamstring, um, oh, oh, glutes, so... So the most important thing of a strength, uh, strength uh, training is uh, you need to have a, a proper balance. And when you have proper balance, then it makes everything easier, easy and injury-free. And easier to maintain. I once read, I don't know yeah. if it's true, you can correct me, that if you walk or run the same distance, you almost burn the same amount of calories. Is that true or not true? Uh so when it comes to uh, the calories, if it depends with the, uh, uh, our body shape sometimes. For sure. Because for me, if I run 5Ks, for example, uh, I run 5Ks maybe, for, let me say, I run uh, maybe 16, 15 minutes, and then you have somebody who runs uh, 5K for uh, 30 or 35 minutes. So if it depends with the, uh, the body of someone, because you, have, you can go to the same distance and uh, you have, I burn normally 250 or 200 for 5Ks, and then you have somebody who burn um, uh, 300 to 350. So when it comes okay. the calorie burn, it all depends on the body shape of the individual, like for individual sure. body shape. Yeah. And for those who can't run, would you say that a fast walk is better than a slow run? Or, would you, or is a slow run more beneficial? And what, when we say beneficial, uh, is it to boost your heart rate? Is yeah. it to, what, what are we, what is our aim? Our aim is to, to be healthy, to feel healthier, to have the strength to actually so the aim is to fight have illness. Heart rate and to burn fat is just hard. Carry on, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So when you have walking, it's all important because if you walk, walking is so good uh, for uh, steady heart rate. And I always also encourage when you run, you need to have like a conversational run because when you have a conversational run, you kind of, uh, the body uses uh, the fat. Okay. Um, so the whole point is to have a very, like a, a very, uh, to have a steady heart rate. That's the most important thing because if you have a steady heart rate for uh, 30 minutes, then you burn more fat than just going and uh, you blast and then you get tired and uh, your heart rate is too high. Uh, when you look at the, uh, the uh, if it's steady or not steady, you find uh, there's a uh, irregularity. But if you run at a steady fa- uh, pace, yes. then you have, uh, when you look at your heart rate, it's, uh, you find maybe it's you, your average is 130 or 150, so which is very important. So the whole point is to just to make sure you have a steady, if you want to uh, run to lose weight or to burn fat, it's to have a steady heart rate at all costs. And Samson, are there certain times in the day that are better to exercise than other times? Like, for example, is it better to exercise on an empty stomach early in the morning? Or do you encourage someone to eat something before you go on a long run? What What is your take on that? Uh, so also, that it, it depends on the individual because there's some people who can eat now. Like for me, I can eat a kilogram of a meat and I'll go run, I'll be fine. Uh, because that's what I do all the time. And you have uh, someone who with uh, the have a half banana and it to be hard for them to run because they have to teach so it all comes uh, but i always encourage at least to eat one hour or two hours before so it depends with what you eat if you're going to eat carbs and then you have at least you need two to half hours for sure and, uh, digest. but if you have a fast metabolism then it depends uh, you can eat an hour before or you can have a, a liquid carb so like energized oh yeah energized so so it all depends to it all comes down to an individual right. because people also yeah and what is the optimum amount of time people should be exercising a day and how many times a week to be beneficial to show a so, difference in your health and your fitness and your exercise regime like what what would you recommend so for me the most important thing i always say the most important time it's uh, consistency consistency is the most thing you can go to you can train 30 minutes every day but you're more consistent you make sure every day you're doing 30 minutes then someone who goes to the gym and they train three hours four hours then they take four to five days before they go back to gym so it's all consistency is the most uh, uh important amount sure. of time you can Great. yeah you can have here yeah. Thank you, Samson. Samson Tevis, uh, running coach, exercise fanatic, exercise trainer. Thank you for joining us today. Have a good year. So much. Thank you. Thank you. Halashing for halas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fresen. It's all about the food. We're back. We've been talking health and fitness and getting a kickstart to the year with some delicious tastes. We've spoken to a dietitian. We've spoken to a personal trainer. And one thing that has emanated from all these conversations is moderation and balance. So for me, of course, what comes into moderation and balance is always I love pasta. I love carbs. I love adding all those delicious things to 
all my functions and to all my events and to what we do at Food by Flavors. One of my favorite items is orzo pasta rice. I use it a lot in salads and I'm going to share with you two recipes, one for a one pot chicken and one for an easy orzo salad recipe. So uh, one packet of orzo fully cooked in salted water and drained, set aside. I then strip three zucchinis, a handful of cherry tomatoes chopped up, in halves or quarters if they're the bigger tomatoes. You can also buy the heirloom tomatoes which are slightly bigger and I love the colors of the red, the green, the orange. A teaspoon of salt and here I love a little bit of mold and salt. Five tablespoons of olive oil and the key for a fresh flavor is a handful of freshly chopped or torn basil and mint leaves. To that I add a quarter cup of pitted Kalamata olives and toss your salad together Top it with a handful of raw pistachios. I like to always toast my nuts. You can dry roast your nuts in the oven. I toast them in a pan on a stovetop and keep it in airtight containers and they hold like that so beautifully for weeks. Another dressing to share with you, which you can use on this orzo salad or on any salad, is a tablespoon of pomegranate molasses, a tablespoon of white wine vinegar, fresh juice from a half a lemon or a half a lime. I even sometimes do it from a whole lemon or lime. I love that tartness. Some zest from one lemon. A teaspoon of minced garlic. Fresh is always better. A teaspoon of salt. A sprinkling of cracked black pepper. What adds a little bit of zing to this recipe is a sprinkling of some sumac which is now readily, readily available in all supermarkets and five tablespoons of good quality virgin olive oil. And there you have a delicious salad. In fact, you can almost use that recipe as a hot dish and just toss your basil and mint leaves right at the end and toss in some feta just before you serve it. So take your salad, almost as if it's a salad, put it in a pot and warm it with some feta. The feta just adds this creamy kind of delicious natural sauce to the pasta rice and top it with some fresh basil and mint leaves and there you have a hot dish for an easy summer evening dinner. The other thing I love to do is toast chickpeas. I always keep toasted chickpeas on hand. It's delicious added to a chicken dish, to a fish dish or to a salad. So an easy way is just to add some brown sugar and some date honey and some olive oil with some salt and pepper and just roast your chickpeas till they crisp and toasty. Another recipe is to use some grated lemon. Add to your chickpeas a quarter cup of cashew nuts crushed, some fresh garlic, a chopped spring onion, two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, some red wine vinegar, some maple syrup or date honey. Again, I add some sumac to that, some cumin. You can even add a shawarma spice or a bharat spice or something Middle Easterny. Um, this is for about two or three tins of chickpeas. And right at the end, um, once it's out the oven, I add a quarter cup of freshly chopped Italian parsley. That's always delicious. And that makes such a beautiful salad. You can add to that a chopped English cucumber, some quinoa or couscous. You can add in extra herbs, some chopped tomato, and there you have a take on a Middle Eastern salad. Another recipe I'm going to share with you just before we sign out of the show today is a one-pot chicken dish. Again, we hate mess in our kitchen. We often rushed. We come home last minute. We need something. 
I always have, um, I love to use the deboned chicken thighs, but you can use chicken breasts. I seem to feel that most people prefer chicken breasts. I just love the juiciness of a deboned chicken thigh. So take the equivalent of two kilos or one kilo of chicken thighs, some baby potatoes cut into halves, one sliced sweet red onion, fresh garlic, salt, pepper. Then you're going to add to that turmeric, some paprika, some garlic, date honey, the equivalent of a quarter cup, a generous glug or the equivalent of a quarter cup of Dijon mustard, olive oil and some water and to that you're going to just place it all on your baking paper in one dish and it's ready for the oven to that you can add some orzo you can add a cup of rice but I feel that with the potatoes you don't really need it truly that is so easy it's a one pot dish one trick here is to wet a piece of your baking paper and to place it over this dish before it goes into the oven. I cook it on 180 degrees for about 45 minutes to an hour, give it a good tossing, and then it goes on for a bit longer in the oven, another 5 to 10 minutes, and there you have a delicious, easy, one-pot chicken dish. Chalashing for chalas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. We're talking flavors, we're talking summer before we sign out of the show today and uh, I'm going to share with you two recipes for fish which I love doing in summer. Uh, As you can hear I love adding citrusy flavors to my chicken, to my fish and uh, one thing that I've been doing also recently and doing it for events and people seem to love it is salmon with a bit of an orange marinade. In fact when you present this dish you just slice oranges and place it on a board and place your salmon on top of the sliced oranges and people think you're somewhat a genius. So simple, so effective, so delicious. So I always place my salmon fillets on baking paper. I love to use baking paper for everything. I use a fish rub, which is readily available at any of the supermarkets. A half a orange uh, sliced, a half a cup of orange zest, one heaped tablespoon of good quality soy sauce, a teaspoon of freshly grated ginger, and one grated crushed garlic clove. So simple, shake all your ingredients together, pour it over your salmon, and just before I place it in the oven, I just add a little bit of olive oil just so that it retains the moisture. Uncovered in the oven, 10 minutes. Rule of thumb is one centimeter of thickness, 10 minutes. If you like it slightly underdone, your salmon, you can do it a bit less. Such an easy dish. Serve it on some sliced oranges, serve it with some baby potatoes or with some Asian rice or just a beautiful tossed salad, a sprinkling of freshly chopped Italian parsley or coriander on the side and there you have a delicious, easy summer fish dish. On the other side, if we go the more Italian way, what I love to do, as I spoke of first, if to use a white fish, I love using sea bass. Uh, Again, I use a fish rub, a little bit of salt and pepper, and then chop up some cherry tomatoes, a small red onion, a diced red pepper, and one jalapeno pepper. Add some garlic, some parsley, some coriander, the juice of a lemon, some olive oil, salt, a dash of honey, Again, spread this over your fish, 
a dash of olive oil on your baking paper in the oven and there you have a delicious healthy fish dish. I love to use the more Italian flavors as I said with the white fish and on the Thai side the Asian side the more soy honey gingery but it all works and whatever tickles your fancy and so many of the recipes are interchangeable between fish and chicken if you want any of my recipes you can contact me direct otherwise until the next time have a healthy healthy month of beautiful salads fresh summer dishes stay healthy and stay happy